and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, long time no talk. Adam's breaking news to start off the show. The Carolina Panthers are signing Super Bowl-winning Rams guard Austin Corbett to a deal. Carolina has needed help on their offensive line, and they are getting a little bit of help with Austin Corbett, who is going to Carolina, and we will have a lot more breaking news on the show. I am going to be, we're going to be rattling off free agents. I'm going to be rattling off things that I'm, you know, getting just pumped to me. And uh, hopefully we have something big that, uh, that breaks in the show. We have an, we have an hour. So pray within the next hour that we're going to have something uh, pretty big that happens and we'll be able to, uh, to discuss it live, but a lot has happened today. Very excited to talk about it. Uh, how, how are you, Mr. Castor for first and first and foremost? Well, you know, I'm pretty happy. I'm not like most Jets fans on the first day of free agency where I think I should just stay off Twitter on the first day of free agency outside of like following beat reporters and stuff, because all of Twitter is just like, why did the Jets sign every free agent available? Like you what mean, the fuck, uh, you, Joe you Douglas? mean you should unfollow Jake? No, it's not just Jake. Oh, it, it, Jake is a, is a, is a very, very loud representative of the Jets community. I don't need to follow any any Jets accounts to know how the Jets fans are feeling when I have just Jake Simone on my timeline and the Jets Way podcast. It's two Jakes and one. It's two Jakes. I mean, listen. Actual Jake and then Burner Jake. Burner Jake. Does Jake actually have a Twitter account that's not the Jets Way podcast? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he does. I follow both of them, and it is a marvelous time. I can imagine. Well, you have you have his Jets stuff, and then you also have his Yankees takes as well. Oh, the Yankee the Yankees takes last night they were flowing. Oh, god, that I trade mean, is interesting. To be fair, they were very very similar takes were, were being said in my home last night. Uh, R. E. Josh Donaldson and uh, Isaiah Kinner Falefa. I think I think it is. I haven't. Ky- I still haven't. Kiner, I still haven't memorized the name yet. It's Isaiah Kinner Falefa. Kinner Falefa, right? Kiner, Kiner, like Kiner, Ralph Kiner. There we, I'll remember that now. There we go. Good job, Adam. Yep. Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner's Kiner Falefa. Um, love, love Ralph Kiner. Mets legend. Oh, I do, I do have some, some, uh, some baseball news. We can, we could, uh, we could break the fourth wall. There's free agency going on for both sports right now. So a little bit of free agency show. There you go. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are signing Andrew McCutcheon oh. from the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. didn't work out. He, that contract is awful. Oh, no, that contract's bad. That contract is very, very, very bad. So I assume that he'll be platooning with Lorenzo Cain in center field. More than if likely. That. More than likely. But Christian Yelich has a new, has a new, uh, has a new uh, buddy Waddy in, uh, in the outfield in Milwaukee. And the Freddie Freeman watch is in full effect. Come on, Freddie. Two-thirds of the Brewers outfield is... NL MVPs. That's crazy. Let me let me ask you a genuine question where we actually get into to NFL. Where would you hate Freddie Freeman more? If he's on the Yankees or if he stayed with Atlanta? Or if he went to the Dodgers? You know what? I'll, I'll throw the Dodgers in there too. I don't know. I don't really hate the Dodgers. Okay. My, so gra- my grandpa I, I actually I didn't was think a Brooklyn so. Dodgers fan. Yeah, I, I didn't think you would hate the Dodgers that much. I, I just hit the Dodgers because they're primary competition in the in the National I'd be League. totally they're, they're fine the cream with the crop in the National League. I'd be absolutely fine with Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. I would. Oh, if 
the, You're the minority the, on that one. If I know if the Braves got Freddie Freeman, Freeman and Matt Olson, I'd be like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm like, with what money, first of all, but also, oh, fuck me. <laughs> you know, I've always said to myself that I've always wanted to take little sound bits and just cut them and just have them for a rainy day. I am absolutely taking, oh, fuck me and saving that because it's just the way you said it. It was just so funny. <laughs> I am absolutely taking that and I'm saving it. Well, if you're ever in the same room as me, whenever I stub my toe on a, on a coffee table or drop something, then you'll probably hear me say that the exact same way. Well, when I get my, uh, when I get my little soundboard, my little, my little switcher here, um, I'll be able to just hit a button and we'll be able to hear, Oh, fuck me. <sighs> Terrible, terrible impression of Adam, but I really wasn't going for a spot on impression of Adam there. No, my voice isn't that high. No, 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 no. You're, you're, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say something. It's very inappropriate. I'm not going to say it. I know we have an E next to our name, but, but we, we are spread to the masses now and I can't say it. So we bad. may or may not be trying to tone down the stuff and i just said oh fuck me <laughs> well 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 we have creative liberty so fuck 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 that fuck well it's not like the uh require radio fantasy show where you had to meticulously go in and bleep everything yeah that's true that's true well we well guess what i i always say adam that I am a man of the people. And if you ask anybody, I am just a big time cursor. I love to curse. For me, they're just, they're other words. They're expletives. But the expletive in the way of, they are projectiles. They are exclamations, exclamations. That's what I was looking for. They are exclamation statements to really capture the tone of a conversation. It's like when you say, fuck. That really, you know, it, it's a captivating word. Well, I think it just accentuates what you're saying. Yes. If yes. You are, or, if you curse while you're saying it. Or shit. Or shit. It really depends on how you say shit, though. Like, if you just go, oh, shit. You know, that, that has a tone of itself. But if then if, you, if you're like one of those where you really hold out your, your it's and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That, that's also really nice as well. Also, you're very you, creative uh, with with how with how you swear. Yeah. Also, if you turn uh, curses into verbs, that's always fun. Yes. Yes. Like, are you Are you shitting me? Are that's you one. fucking me? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great one. Are you fucking me? <laughs> great. Great to see we're opening the podcast with with some uh, with with a lesson on cursing. We do have an e next to our name. Let me tell you. There you go, children. You, you, you've learned how to curse via the Basement Talk podcast. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, to further add to my answer to your question, I would absolutely hate Freddie Freeman if he was on the Braves still with Matt Olson. Just more, more whole... than if he was on the Yankees? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're, you're, you're honest. I really, I mean, the Yankees, we only play the Yankees six times a year, maybe seven if we're lucky. So, and the Braves are division rivals. And I mean, the NL East, the top three in the NL East is going to be 
an absolute bloodbath this mm-hmm. year. Yes, with the be. Mets and the Phillies and the and the Braves. Well, I, I mean, I, ideally, it's going to be a, a bloodbath at the top, but no, knowing the Mets, they'll find a way to fuck it up somehow. Honestly, knowing the Phillies, the Phillies, they'll probably fuck it up also. And the Braves will just won't run away with it, even though they're definitely not as good as they were last year. I mean, the the Phillies bullpen. Yeah, here's how we're going to solve our problems. We're going to sign Jerry's Familia. Because that that's worked. That's worked before. Now, now, now watch. Jerry's Familia wins reliever of the year. Uh, if if I have to see Jerry's Familia holding that, what is it, like a fireman's hat trophy? Yeah. Yeah, no. No. Well, it, it's kind of like how Giants fans are feeling today when they saw Will Hernandez go to the Bucks and Evan Ingram go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It wasn't if they'll be good. It was how good are they going to be now that they are away from the New York Giants? Well, it's like Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers was like the bust of the year when he was drafted, and now he's playing guard for the Dolphins, and he's actually you know, carved out an okay career for himself. Competent. Yeah. Yeah, very competent. It, it took him a few stops along the way, but competent. But now, yeah. I mean, now Will Hernandez is going to be playing next to Brian Jensen and Tristan Wirfs. I mean, uh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'll f- fuck off, Nate Solder. I'll, I'll go play next to these guys now. And, yeah. and, and the guy behind me is Tom fucking Brady. Like, and, tra- and uh. Evan Ingram's going to be catching passes from Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, will get to the Jaguars today because I have something to say. That that Christian Kirk, con- let's ju- can we please just talk about that Christian Kirk contract right now? So what I want, what I want to say is very, very quickly, we're going to start by talking about the deals that have happened today, the fantasy ramifications of said deals, and then we'll be giving predictions for the rest of free agency and sort of the best fits for where players could be to maximize their fantasy value and then where we think they're actually going to go. But yes, let's talk about Christian Kirk. Let's go. Oh my God. That contract is awful. So I actually had heard about this. I've also, I've seen conflicting reports about this contract. How much is it? I've seen four years, 84 million. I've seen four years, 68 million. And on spot track, it says four years, 72 million. It's four years, 72 million. It can go as high as four years, 84 million. I see. With, in- with incentives. So he can okay. make, he can make as much as 21 million per year. For a guy who is who would which would make him the third highest paid receiver in the league. Oh my god. For a guy who is a number two, number three receiver in Arizona. Can in the two receivers that are paid that would be paid more than him. Ooh. I'll give you a hint. One plays in the NFC West, the other one plays in the NFC South. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins is one. One. AFC South, you said? Mm-hmm. AFC South. AFC. I would have almost. Let me think here. AJ, is it AJ? No, it's not AJ Brown. No. Close up. Warm. On fire. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. You never really think about that contract. But yes, it is Julio Jones. Julio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My hint was going to be, we will never take him again. No, we will never take him again. 
Fuck him. He's dead to me. Um, would you, would you like my thoughts on this Christian Kirk deal? Cause I, you know, remember how I said, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a man of the people. I'm a big time cursor. What in the actual fuck is this deal? Holy Christ. I, I suddenly feel a lot better about the Jets moves in free agency, looking at Christian Kirk and what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory on this because, you know, I'm, I, I'm an expert ranker now. I'm an, I'm an insider. So, you know, I have to be on the ball with, with, with some things. I need to have oh, connects. Fuck me. This, this is just what I do. Um, in, in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I was, uh, I was notified of uh, a lot of movement on Kirk early this morning. I actually, I was up relatively early this morning. I was actually up at five. Uh, I was writing out an article and then I was just getting the scoop on, you know, what was going to go down today. And I was told at about 10 o'clock this morning, that there was a lot of movement on, on Kirk. And I was told that the figure could be as North could be North of 16 million per year. And, and right then and there, I nearly dropped my phone. I was like, Whoa, wait, because I had him in my uh, free agency predictions article, which by the way, you can go find talkingpointsports.com. I had him down for 11 million a year. So I was way off. Uh, on the figure. And I, I think that's more of what I think he's worth. I, I, I personally, I don't think that Christian Kirk is a guy that you're going to be paying 17 million and as high as 21 million. That, 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 that's just me, but, but I understand. Bert, yeah, go I ahead. Ha- I have something. Okay. The Jaguars signed another receiver. Zay Jones Three years, $24 million. Um, That's his base. It could go up to 30. So he can make, he can make as, much, as much as 10 million a year? Yes. That's not bad. That's not, that's not terrible. Yeah. 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 They kind of overpaid. They kind of overpaid. But it's um, Zay Jones. Uh, Zay Jones is like, was he the, the second? No, not even. Well, he's got he he owes Derek Carr a, a lot of the money that he just made. Yeah, he definitely does. I, I do have something though. I, okay. do, I I do have something though. Um, this is just a text that just came in. Uh, the two teams that are in on Jarvis Landry it is the Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints, who are vying for Jarvis Landry at the moment. Jarvis Landry would look really good on the Chiefs. I, the Saints is very curious. I'm very curious with that one because, and, and we'll, I mean, we're still talking about Christian Kirk. And I, I don't want to deviate too much from, from Kirk. We're still talk about his fantasy value, but the Deshaun Watson effect, because Deshaun Watson is having a meeting in the next two days with the Saints and the Panthers respectively, and he's going to choose where he ends up going. I wonder if the Saints know that Deshaun Watson may want to go there. And that's why they're in on Jarvis. That they think if they land Deshaun, they become contenders in the NFC. And then Jarvis would go to New Orleans. Because I don't think Jarvis would go to the Saints to be on a, in a rebuild. No. 
And honestly, I don't know if the Saints are in, they're in like purgatory because they have a good core of players. Well, I mean, Michael Thomas aside, they have Alan Kamara. Right now, they're in purgatory. They get to Sean Watson. They get to Sean Watson. They're right there with the Cowboys and and, and the Cardinals and being like the middle range of the the NFC. No, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the Rams, the Packers, or the Bucks level. I would say they're in that middle group of the teams that are behind the Rams, Packers, Bucks. I mean, they're in that middle group. Well, yes. So if Deshaun Watson goes to the Panthers, then the Saints are in purgatory, basically, because they they don't know. And then Jarvis Landry would not go there. He he would not go there. So I wonder, I, I wonder if there's something that the Saints know that we don't. I don't know anything about that. I have not heard anything about the Deshaun Watson situation other than what I've just reported. Um, but that's just more of a hunch to me because the Saints is one where I just kind of have to look and be like, huh, interesting. Very interesting. So what are your thoughts really on Christian Kirk? Not only the contract, because the contract is, oh boy. But the fantasy value of Christian Kirk now in Jacksonville, where he's going to be fighting for targets now with Zay Jones and DJ Chark, and he comes back from injury and LaVisca Chenault. Well, and DJ Chark also has to resign because he, he is also a free agent. That's true. And, and now, now and I Evan don't think DJ Chark is, is going to go back there. But yeah, Evan Ingram is, is, as well. And then, of course, Travis Etienne, James Robinson. So there, there are a lot of mouths to feed now in in jacksonville but they're paying him to be the number one receiver and, and apparently they think that he is good enough to be a number one receiver at at an nfl level um i i did not see it in arizona personally he had flashes he had flashes of it yeah for sure he was the leading receiver for the cardinals this year over aj green and deandre hopkins granted both green and hopkins had their own injury issues and Kirk was readily available for Arizona this year, and he cashes in a, in a big way. But where I'll have him ranked, he'll still be a top 36 receiver for me, but he'll be a top 36 receiver with plenty of upside. I like him more in non-PPR than I like him in any form of PPR, personally. Yeah, I, I don't know. But he's, I, he's a flyer. He's a flyer that has tremendous upside because they're paying him to be a dominant go-to number one receiver. Which honestly, you're paying somebody like Christian Kirk. Like, listen, we could be very wrong about this. Where Trent Balky is like, I see something in Christian Kirk that nobody else sees, and he's going to be a star in this league. But at this point in time, with the sample size that he has, I don't see it. Neither do I. Neither For do that I. That kind I, of money, I struggle I with this one a lot. It. Yeah, I struggle with this one a lot. Uh, let's go and stay in Florida because let's talk about the dolphins, the dolphins signing chase Edmonds to a two year, $12.1 million deal. And they signed Teddy Bridgewater to a a one year contract. And they signed Cedric Wilson to a three year, $22.8 million contract. Um, What do you make of these moves for the dolphins? I think that it's just interesting that they brought in an established quarterback to Back up Tua or maybe compete for the starting job with Push Tua? Him. Push him. Yeah. That's what this says to me. And it's very interesting how you had the whole conversation that was posted on Twitter by the Dolphins 
when they hired Mike McDaniel, saying that Mike McDaniel was getting ready, very excited to work with Tua. He's their guy, blah, 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 blah. Teddy Bridgewater is no ordinary backup. He's not a guy that's going to come in and just, you know, hold a clipboard and, and that's it. He's going to push for this job. And I, I just think, you know, if it was a guy like, you know, I don't know, if it was an Andy Dalton or, or, or Chase Daniel or someone like that. Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Trubisky, I actually think, is in the same category as, as a Bridgewater. I think a lot of people thought that the year that he had in Buffalo actually did him a lot of good. And we'll, and I know I didn't put Trubisky on this list. I completely forgot to put Trubisky on this list. So after this, we'll talk about Trubisky. Don't, don't let me forget. Um, the Teddy Bridgewater one is very interesting to me because I wonder what's going to happen if the Dolphins struggle to start. Is there going to be immense pressure on the Dolphins to, to give Teddy Bridgewater the reins? And I think there's going to be, because you also have to remember that the Dolphins, they have a decision to make at the end of the year with Tua's fifth-year option. They have to decide whether or not they're going to pick that up. So you, you got to see something. This, this, is, this is the time where you need to see something from your quarterback in year three. This is where you have to see it. So Tua has got to show it. Mike McDaniel is not attached to Tua at all. So if it doesn't work out with Tua, he could just say, well, that was Brian Flores' guy. That's not my guy. So, yeah. Well, was it Brian and, Flores' and, guy? I mean, let's be real here. In theory. In theory, it's, it was. I think it's more because of the continuity with the GM. Like, Chris Greer, that's to a – he's like, Tua's my guy. I drafted him. And – I mean, maybe if the Dolphins suck again this year, Chris Greer is uh, showing the door. And it's beneath. The, yeah. And the Dolphins look for a new GM. But I don't know. Tua is just so interesting because I think he's he gets unfairly hated for just – like he's in a good situation and he's an okay quarterback. I think people expected the moon for him for, or from him, and he's just not giving it to them. Well, I mean, that's going to happen when you're a top five pick and you're, you were picked one pick ahead of Justin Herbert. Yes, I know. It's very, very similar to the whole Mitchell Trubisky thing. And, you know, I don't think anybody shows Mitchell Trubisky any sort of sympathy. Well, it's a little different. How? Well, actually, it's probably the same. If not worse. If not worse, because Trubisky was picked at number two. It's more, honestly, it's more applicable to Trubisky over Deshaun Watson because we knew that Deshaun Watson was going to be amazing. Sure. He was a great, a Clemson big name, won a national championship, but for like Trubisky over Mahomes, I don't, I think, I mean, I don't want to give the bears a pass for that because like it was kind of dumb, but like, I don't think people expected Mahomes to be what he is now. And he's in a really good situation and he was developed the right way with Andy Reid. Like he had potential, but Patrick Mahomes learning from Alex Smith and Andy Reid helped him and shaped him into the quarterback that he is today. With Deshaun Watson, it's completely different. I think Deshaun Watson is a slam dunk pick that the Bears just didn't make. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because no one really expected Mahomes to be this. And Mahomes has really gotten to this point 
because of a great team around him, great situation, great coach that has really just, you know, groomed him to be the guy. Whereas, you know, what did Trubisky have? Trubisky had Matt fucking Nagy and Deshaun Watson had insert Texans coach here. Bill, o- Bill O'Brien. Yes, like, it is Bill O'Brien. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Like for Christ's sake. Well, I, I, I was also I was also going to say it was it was David Cully, but I completely I completely forgot that he did not play this year. Completely forgot. Yes. And really, you completely back. forgot. I, honestly, I completely forgot. The, Adam, we're in March. Football seems like a year ago. It'll be interesting to see what Deshaun Watson looks like looks like after not playing football for a year. Yeah, I, I that's a very good question. I'll, I'll have to ask about that. If anybody. If anybody has the uh, has a scoop about that, I'll, I'll have to ask. That's actually a very good question. Because like it's different because like players who are injured. I mean, it's kind of the same as like players who are injured in training camp that just didn't play the entire season. Mm-hmm. But like Cam Akers, yeah, but Cam Akers played in the playoffs. Like Sean Watson didn't play, and he was okay. Injured. So like J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. You're just not playing a year, but it's different for Deshaun Watson also because he wasn't rehabbing for the whole year. He was just yeah, that I, that's fair. The the Deshaun situation is is unique. Compared he wasn't. To, I mean, he was working out. Probably he was fully healthy. I would assume. Well, I mean, we don't, we don't know because they were it was away from the cameras, so you know we don't we don't know when he what, yeah. he, what he was doing. But anyway, we can have a whole whole discussion about this. But um, Trubisky, before we forget. Yes, Mitchell Trubisky going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think about this? I mean, he's the, there's no way. Is he? The, there's no way that he's the guy, though. He's a starter. <laughs> Come on. He's a starter. Now, there's a chance he gets Mike Lennon. There, there is absolutely a chance that, that happens. I mean, from what I'm told that the, uh, the Steelers... It would be quite poetic, actually, if he got Mike Lennon, because he is the one that Mike Lennon, Mike Lennon. It's true. It's true. He got the same thing happen to him, and he knows it. He absolutely knows it. From what I've been told, the Steelers are very interested in in the top three quarterbacks. They want, they like Corral, they like Willis, and they like Pickett. Pickett played at Pitt. Go he literally from, played in the same stadium. Played in the same goddamn stadium. Goes from Pitt to Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, it's a match made in heaven. He goes but, from being a Panther to a Steeler. But no, whoever is drafted there is not going to start right away. It's not happening. Not happening. And I'm, I'm even more convinced they're going to draft the quarterback now. Just a question of which one. And do they trade up to get their guy? That's also on the table for Pittsburgh. But in the meantime, what to make of this with Trubisky now? I don't want any part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Any part. I'm out on Najee. I'm out on Deontay Johnson. I'm out on Chase Claypool. I'm out on Pat Fryermuth. I'm out on them all. Nope. Sorry. Well, yeah, they're not going to look good in this offense if it's Trubisky. I mean, Najee might. You know, they they still they they still need to upgrade at at guard. They need offensive line help in in, in a big way. I mean, Jordan Howard was still good when Trubisky. Like it was the twilight of Jordan Howard's career. But different, I mean, it's a different situation though different situation where Chicago, you know, they can run the ball in Chicago. I mean, we saw, we saw Pittsburgh, that offensive line was getting manhandled at times. 
they have they have to upgrade the offensive line, especially in the interior. They they have to. Well, it's gonna be tough because all the guards are signing early. I would say that with Najee, Najee's the one that I would take. I, I don't want any part of Deontay Johnson. I don't want any part of the pass catchers. The pass catchers I'm out on. But Najee, I'm going to move down in my ranks for sure with this. But if if he's there in like the middle of the second round, would I do it? Yeah, I would do it. I would definitely do it. I mean, it's like, would you rather have – like, do you think that they're going to be better with Trubisky over – basically an overcooked Ben Roethlisberger last year. Oh, probably, probably by default. So then why aren't you high on them? Or why aren't you? Because it's Trubisky. But I I said that they're in a better situation though, but I wasn't in on the Steelers last year. Okay. I wasn't on them last year. So it's not like I was in on them last year and now they went from, you know, washed up Big Ben to Trubisky. I'm out on them. I wasn't on them last year. Are they probably going to be better with Trubisky? Probably. But again, we're guessing. I don't, I can't say, I can't say for sure that they will be. And when you're, you know, you can't say you're sure about something with a guy you're going to be taking in the second round, if not early first round, and then a receiver in PPR, they're going to take the two, three turn. That's a problem. And that's why I'm out of them. Because I want more surefire products when I'm going and taking those guys at that spot. Like Cam Akers, Cam Akers is now clear of Najee Harris. Better offense. Better offense. Yep. Joe Mixon, clear of Najee. The one that I'm going back and forth on right now it's actually it's a it's a combination of, of three guys. It's Chubb, Swift, Najee are the three I'm going back and forth on because it's very very similar. Well, I think that, and it depends on scoring. Uh, is Nick uh, Chubb well. in a better offense? That's that's the question. Honestly, I don't know what the best offense of those three are. I think I think it's Pittsburgh. It could be Cleveland. It's probably well for running. The Swift could Cleveland. get could, Swift could get the most opportunities in Detroit when you consider in the rushing attempts and the pass catching. Yeah, and he's going to be. You would think that him and Hawkinson are going to be safety blankets for whoever they draft a quarterback. It'll be Goff to start, and then it'll probably be maybe maybe it'll be Howell, maybe it'll be Howell. I, I honestly I haven't heard anything with the Lions in in, in regards to the quarterbacks. Actually, very interesting. That is very interesting. This That's is really been very, turning... very quiet with lion, the Lions and, and, and the QBs. This is turning into a 2013 draft class all over again, as far as that quarterbacks are concerned. Yeah, it has that feel. Which kind of sucks for teams that are looking for quarterbacks, because if 2013 is anything to go by, then nobody's going to win. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, the Rams defensive tackle, has agreed on a three-year, $24 million contract with 15 million guaranteed with the Los Angeles Chargers. That is according to Chris Carlin of where are you from? Uh, 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. I was about to say, you live in New York. You don't know where Chris Carlin works now? No, no, I don't. I don't listen to ESPN radio. Sorry, ESPN. I don't, I don't listen to them. 
I listen to I listen to New York's number one sports radio station, WFAN. I do like it, WFAN. I would I'm hope not- I would hope that you like WFAN. I like the people there. I I would hope that you like WFAN. No, I, I can say whatever I want. I don't work. I don't work there anymore. I'm two thousand miles away. What are they going to do? They're going to come hunt you down. Booma, boom, Booma is going to come hunt you down. Okay, you know what? Before we go on to other free agents, we need to talk about my team. Sure. Because sure. the New York Jets. Thank God they signed Braxton Berrios. Yep. And yep. at that number, oh. I love it. Really good. I absolutely love it. Really good. Uh, I I said the same thing. I said the Jets, the Jets did good with Barrios at that number. At that and number as well. This is the Joe Douglas calling card here, where he signs guys at he doesn't overpay, basically. No, you're not gonna get Joe Douglas to overpay for anything. He's which, no Mike McCagnan. Which is why which is why I think they're gonna be out on uh on Marcus Williams because the Marcus Williams market is on fire right now. I've been told there are at least nine teams in on Marcus Williams. The Jets are one of them, and they may be priced out of them, despite the amount of cash space that they have, which is nuts to me. Yeah, I mean, there's stingy to a point. You know, there's there's being smart with your money, and then there's being cheap. Well, I mean, it, it really. Like I said, I said to um to someone that I was talking to earlier when we were talking about this, I said. You can't really judge a team if they're being stingy or cheap until you see the figure that comes out. Like we could all say that, oh, why isn't a team giving Allen Robinson a figure yet? Like, why is Allen Robinson like why are we predicting Allen Robinson's landing spot and he's not signed yet? We don't know how much Allen Robinson is commanding. Yeah. So and that could be that could be why Jacksonville didn't sign him. Jacksonville could have said, well, we'd rather pay the exuberant amount for a guy that we think hasn't hit his ceiling yet versus a guy who is 29 and we may have seen the best of. Well, to be honest, maybe Alan Robinson doesn't want to go back to Jacksonville. That is also either because I don't think that, I don't know, may have burnt, burnt some bridges. I've heard, there. I've heard three landing spots for Alan, for Alan Robinson today. I've heard the Cleveland Browns. I have heard the Detroit Lions and I've heard the Kansas City Chiefs with Robinson. Huh. Jets are not on, on, on Robinson. That's interesting. Nope. nope. Not not that I've heard. I've heard the Jets are more likely to go the draft route when it comes to the receivers. Well, I think they're the most important receiver that we signed, we already signed. Yes. That's Braxton yep. Berrios. I, I think so too. I think so too. And I think the only way that the Jets were going to go after one of these receivers is if Godwin or Adams hit the market even even Mike Williams maybe maybe and that contract is oh boy you know for Mike Williams it's okay it's okay I mean hell when you saw a Christian Kirk got it's I know it's fucking fucking fantastic he puts puts things into perspective yes it definitely puts it into perspective yes but Mike Williams is another guy that's like super streaky that you're paying it's like you're looking cashed in yeah, you're looking at free agency and teams are spending in free agency like we always tell people that they shouldn't draft where they're paying guys based off of their ceiling and like what they could be and not what they are. Hey, Adam. Yes, Bird. What do I say 
when it comes to guys that are playing on the last year of their specifically rookie contracts. What do I say they're doing? They're playing for their cash. They're playing for their motherfucking cash. Exactly. That is what Mike Williams did this year. He's playing for his cash. He balled out. He got his big payday. And now? I mean, he he balled out for like the first couple weeks of the season and then was invisible afterwards. He's kicking it now. And the man, the man could retire at the end of the three year, this three-year deal, and he is set for life. Good for him. Yes, good for him. Um, other players on the Jets that were signed, Lincoln Tomlinson. Say, I, thought, I, I was going to say, there's one more I know you want you wanted to talk about. No, well, there's, there's, there's a couple. You know, they signed Lincoln Tomlinson, the uh, offensive guard, which is great. We really need somebody that can play on the, in, on the interior of the line because we have our two, our two tackles. Hopefully. Yeah. Good signing. Good signing by the Jets and at a very affordable figure as well. I thought for, uh, for Lincoln Thompson. Yep. And then CJ Uzama. Yeah. This one out of of nowhere, but very, I think good. I think good because 8 million a year, it's three year, $24 million contract, 8 million a year, the going rate pretty much for a starting tight end nowadays. He is a great blocker. He can catch passes in, in certain situations. Not a guy that I think, you know, is going to be turned into a six, seven catch machine for the jets. But is he a guy that can come up in the clutch and, and Joe Burrow trusted him in, in key, in key spots. Let's, let's not forget that. So I think it's a great signing for the jets. I, 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 I can't believe I'm saying it, but every signing that the jet that the jets have made between Barrios, Tomlinson and Uzama, I get like I, I actually get what the Jets are doing, which is which is fucking crazy to me. Yeah, I feel like the figure for Uzama is kind of affected by the fact that the tight ends were all either signed before free agency, before this legal tampering period, or they were franchise tagged. Where you had, you know, Dalton Schultz and Mike Kosicki got franchise tagged, Zach Ertz signed a big contract. And I think that, you know, the Jets probably didn't want somebody like Evan Ingram, even though. So I don't know. I think so. What? So I was told with the Jets that they were half interested in Njoku and they were very interested in Dalton Dalton Schultz. Well, who wouldn't be interested in Dalton Schultz? Like they were willing to go over the top for Dalton Schultz. See, from Joe Douglas, that's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. But yeah, pretty good uh, period for the uh, New York Jets here. Not bad. Not shabby. Not too shabby. Anybody else before we go into our... um, Oh, uh, James Conner. That was an interesting signing. What do you have on James Conner? He gets that extension. Chase Edmonds left today as well. He's going to... Miami, please send Miles Gaskin to the sun. Thank you very much. I think the Cardinals are either going to sign somebody else or they're going to draft somebody else to kind of platoon with Connor. I don't think Connor's going to be the guy just by himself, but they're committing a good amount of money to James Connor, $7 million a year, and he gets his payday after a really, really good year in Arizona. I would urge everybody still – the double digit touchdown figure is going to come down. So just be very mindful of that. Do not overdraft James Conner as tempting as it may be now that he's back in Arizona. Yeah. 
And honestly, I like this for James Conner. But do you think that the Cardinals are done with no. adding a running back? No, no. They're gonna they're either gonna sign somebody or they're gonna draft somebody. I agree. Because honestly, I think what? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because honestly, I think that uh, James Conner. I don't know. Like, I don't think he has the. I'm trying to think about how to word this longevity, where or durability, um, durability. Yes. Durability to last an entire season as the uh, Cardinals running back, where I think that he has a tendency to get minor injuries and, you know, I, I just don't think he has the, 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 yeah, the durability of the stones to be the a, wherewithal to last. Right. A third, like an every down back. And honestly, that's just not where the NFL is today either. I mean, that's a huge factor in that as well. So yeah, the Cardinals are definitely going to sign somebody or draft somebody. Yeah, they're going to, they're going to, I'm, I'm completely, completely convinced of that. Um, so I'm just looking at uh, James Conner's numbers from last year. He had 200 carries last year with, with Arizona. I, I think that's the number that probably is where he he'll be pretty much expected to replicate that again. Most Which carries most carries he's had in the year were when he in, in 2018 when he had 215 carries in, in the Le'Veon Bell absence year in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And how many games did he play that year? 13. Yep. Because I remember 13. he was hurt for a bit of that. And then Benny Snell was uh, was in. I remember yeah, we were talking that, about that a bit on the uh, fantasy show, the required radio fantasy show. Well, great time. Great time with great people. Uh, yep. he, he has yet to complete a full season. Yep. He's, he's missed some games in every year of his five-year career. So he'll, he'll be platooning with somebody, but he'll be the, he'll be the majority uh, ball carrier there. And probably now that he's back in Arizona, I would say he's probably going to be a top 24 guy. He'll be, he'll, he'll be like an RB two. I, I would, I would think. Yeah. And honestly, he got a lot of touchdowns last year. 15. And yeah. 15 and rushing touchdowns, 18 receiving touchdowns. Or excuse me, three receiving touchdowns, 18 total oh. touchdowns. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He had 34 total touchdowns last year. He made $7 million. Who is his prime LT over here? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I almost for a second, I was like, yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah he scored absolutely. like a billion touchdowns. A billion touchdowns. A billion. I mean, you got to expect negative regression after scoring a billion touchdowns. I would think <laughs> you have to, you have to, you know, I, I can he replicate, can James Connor replicate his billion touchdown season? Maybe, maybe I, well, I, I would be a whole podcast, whole podcast worth. Does yeah. James Connor repeat his billion touchdown season in 2022? The world may never know. Fair. Let's get into now guys that have not been signed. Yes, Bird. What? Just because I haven't talked about my fucking Cowboys. Okay, fine. I've been waiting for it. Adam, the people want to hear me talk about the Cowboys. By all means. What the fuck are they doing? What the fuck? Michael Gallup resigning. I like it. I like it. The Amari Cooper trade. I don't know. Did we talk about the Amari Cooper trade? You know, I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. 
we talked about Amari Cooper potentially getting released. And then I remember you saying there's no way that Amari Cooper gets traded. I did not think there was a possibility. I did not and think honestly, so. I, I mean, if they're with that cap hit. Yeah, that was why. I did yeah. not think that anybody was going to be able to take on or was going to take on the $16 million cap hit that Amari Cooper was owed. And the Cleveland Browns did. I think it was Saturday, probably, that it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Saturday. It was Saturday. So the, the terms of the deal were it was Amari Cooper and Dallas's sixth-round pick going to Cleveland for Cleveland's sixth-round pick and a fifth-round pick, both in, in, in this year's draft. With Michael Gallup, obviously what comes down to him is, is we need to see whether or not he's going to be healthy to start the year. If, if he is going to be healthy, which – I've been told there's a chance that he's ready that he's ready for camp, which if he if he is going to be ready for camp, I'll be pretty impressed if, if I do say so myself. Uh, if he is going to be ready for camp, I'll rank him probably as a top 36 wide receiver because he'll be the number two in Dallas. He should probably be somewhere around a thousand yards. He'll be solid. He'll be solid. He'll have his he'll have his boom games for sure. But I don't know if he'll have that week to week consistency. That's kind of the problem that I have with Gallup. As for Cooper, this is the one that I think a lot of people wanted me to answer. I actually hate this for Amari Cooper. I really do. I know a yeah. lot of people are, a lot of people are going to say, but he's going to Cleveland. He'll be the number one guy. Cleveland wants to run the ball. They want to run the ball. They want to be a run first team. So what's Amari Cooper's ceiling, really? Maybe at most he'll get five, six catches during a week. Maybe he'll have one big blow game and that's it. It's going to be like Amari Cooper when he was in Oakland, except the offense runs more and Amari Cooper is not on the upswing in his career anymore, where it's Amari Cooper and nobody else. Because like what other big name receivers are on the Cleveland Cleveland Browns? I mean, the number two receiver is going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, come on here. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, think that's going to happen. They're I mean, going they're, they're, they're yeah. to bring in somebody else. They're going well, to. Yes, exactly. And they've been linked to a lot of a lot of players here. Yeah. But we, I we th- mentioned mentioned Allen Robinson, the first round receivers they're going to be linked to. And another name I want to th- I want to throw into the mix as well. And this is uh, something that I've heard in the last couple of hours that could potentially happen. Juju Smith-Schuster. With Cleveland. Ooh, crossing the divide. Crossing the divide. Going mm-hmm. a little bit east in, or actually a little bit west into well, Cleveland. Well, he's also been linked with the Ravens as well. But there has been much movement there. But I've heard Cleveland has had some interest in Juju. That's interesting. I mean, Juju, you know, he signed that one-year contract and then he got injured. He was mm-hmm. out for the season, yep. which is really rough for him. And not going back to Pittsburgh. Uh, that's nope. not happening. Nope. So... Just watch watch that one, Juju potentially in, in, in Cleveland. Like, it's not close. I don't want to say, you know, it's like, you know, going to happen. Like, it's not Chattanooga beating Illinois going to happen. Oh, my but God. It's possibly going to happen. I, I would say it's like, there's still a long ways to go. Like a long, long ways to go. The interest is very preliminary. But that's just something that I've heard throughout the day. Okay. And that I can't talk about. I've heard a lot of things today that I can't, some things I can't talk about other things. I can That is one no. that I can. Speaking of uh, receivers with ties to Cleveland. 
And, you know, this is going to be a, this is probably the toughest player to call in free agency because of the fact that he's going to be out for, I would think a good portion of the season. And that's Odo Beckham. He's staying in Los Angeles. I would think so. So what I've heard is that Odell is going to take less money to stay in Los Angeles, to stay with the Rams and that there's no rush. There's no rush from the Rams point of view. Odell may not be ready to go until November at the earliest. So there is absolutely no rush there to get Odell Beckham signed um, from the Rams point of view, but from people that I've talked to that are close to the Rams, they have this feeling that Odell is going to wait as, as long as possible with the understanding that he'll be a Ram whenever he's ready to go from that ACL. And I just wonder if, you know, that deal was signed so that way he can rehab in the Rams facility, or if there's something worked out where Odell's going to rehab in the Rams facility anyway. But I would say that's one that's going to be dragged out a little bit just because, again, there's no rush because Odell is, of course, dealing with that torn ACL that he had in the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, which is really, really unfortunate. Um, but I he's going back that, to the Rams. I mean, do, do you do you feel differently? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I think that one's pretty much a layup. Yeah, because, like, if you're any other team, I feel like you'd be kind of shaky mm-hmm. with a guy who's going to be missing half the season. And who like he was good in LA, but he's got I mean, he's got he's got a lot left. And he, he yeah, showed he that he does. He showed he, that. Yeah, I give him credit. Exactly. I give him credit. But just guys coming off like listen, it's like NFL teams are looking for reasons to say no to people, like to not sign. They're looking for reasons to not sign guys. Sure. They're risk averse to a fault. Sure. And I just don't think that like the Rams know the extent of Odo Beckham's injury and his recovery better, better than anybody because he's in their facility with their doctors. So I think that the Rams are the team that can most confidently sign him. And I think that Odo Beckham Jr. Loved playing in LA and yes, loved that team. I mean, it helps when you win a Super Bowl, but like yep. still. Well, it also opens up the door for Robert Woods to potentially have a role again with the Rams. Remember him? Huh. Remember Woods. him? Play for the Bills, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the guy. That's the guy. But and yeah, nobody Odell, else. Odo Beckham going back to going back to the Rams. That one. That one's easy. Robert Woods, number three receiver. Please stop that. Robert number Woods four receiver. Actually, Van, it's it's uh, Cooper Cup, Odo Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, Robert Woods. Please stop. Uh, that's just <laughs> disgraceful. That's just disgraceful. Oh, don't forget Bryson Hopkins also. Oh, yes. Tight end. Nice. Absolutely. So, so, uh, story, story time before, before we move on, I'll make, I'll make this very, very, very quick because we have a lot to get to. And I don't want this podcast to be an hour and a half. So my cousin is currently rehabbing right now, um, with, from an ankle injury and his doctor is the team doctor for the Los Angeles Rams. And he was re at rehab last week and who was there rehabbing? Cooper Cup. No way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's not a football fan. He just he described him. He described him as the guy who won the MVP with a red beard. And when I heard that, I was like, "You were in the same room as Cooper Cup." He was like, "Is that the guy?" I'm like, "That's the guy." And he goes, "Yeah." 
Cooper Cup still doing rehab from his ACL in, or from his ACL he was tear? There work, he was probably there working out. Yeah. He was probably there working out because also it's also like a big ass gym and, and, and complex. So but how cool is that? You know, my grandparents actually they went so my grandparents lived in Massachusetts for like the long for a very long time. And the doctor that they went to, you could actually see the field at Gillette Stadium because they went to the doctor at Patriot Place. Wow. Yep. That, a really that's nice, a hot doctor's office right there. As much as I, as I hate the Patriots, they do have a nice little shopping center around their yes, stadium. they do. Toby Keith, Toby Keith restaurant right there, too. I saw your least favorite movie at that movie theater. Fuck Avatar. Place. Fuck Avatar. It's the worst. <laughs> I also got my Nintendo Wii there at Patriot oh. Place. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. You know... I was gonna I was gonna save this for, for another day. We actually got something on the on the mailbag, which I think we could do we could do one day when it's like a slow week and we have nothing better to do. So there was a question in the mailbag that I that I saw. I was going through it, I was going through it like two weeks ago just to kind of see what was there. And someone had actually asked if there was a show that we could do where we quiz each other to see how well we actually know each other. Wow. You know, that yeah. would be fascinating. It would be. It would be. I I gotta remember what I what I told you. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna ask you something like, "Oh, what's my what's my father's name?" I may or may not know what your father's name is. I probably don't. I have terrible memory. You probably do. I, I think I've name mentioned it. It's easy know. guess. Oh, wait, that's right. You're a junior. I am. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Ed Senior. Shout out, Big yeah. Dog. Shout out, Big Dog. He's an av- avid listener of the podcast, by the way. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Birdsall. Avid listener of the podcast. Mr. Hey, Birdsall. The other Mr. Birdsall. Adam, It's Mr. B. Mr. B. Mr. B. Yes, yes. It's always Mr. B. Mr. B. Mr. B. Hey, how you doing, Mr. B? Okay, so these next guys, we got to cover the the Bucks all in one fell swoop here. Yep, because now that a certain Lord Fuckpants has returned, yes, 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 great guy, great guy, love. We have to figure out what this means for Gronk, Leonard Fournette, and OJ Howard. Well, Gronk is going back. Dead set. Going back. Brady's there. He's there. Yep. Guaranteed. I, I would put money on it. Fournette. Fournette actually put up a post saying, you know, his goodbyes to Tampa Bay. When the Brady news came out, that post was quickly deleted. So that goes to show you where the thinking is with Fournette. He probably stays in Tampa Bay as well. O.J. Howard, I don't think O.J. Howard goes back to Tampa Bay. I think he tries something a bit different. And I'm going to go with a spot where they actually lost their tight end today. I'm going to go with the New York Giants for O.J. Howard. You know, that's not a bad, that's not a bad shout. They need, they need pass-catching options. And O.J. Howard is a great pass-catching tight end. So why not the Giants? I mean, we were talking about O.J. Howard as a potential you know, as the number one tight end in, in Tampa Bay for a really long time before yes. Tom Brady got there and 
he brought Gronk with him. Yep. Yeah, and he and he was also he also missed missed the season when he was when he was injured, and yep. then Gronk came in and and just stole the show. And, and he was now OJ Howard is by, on the outside by Cameron Brait. That's also a factor. Yep. Yep. But OJ Howard, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Giants for him. Okay, I agree with that. I think that's a good spot for him. It's logical. It's logical. Yeah. Um, we're going to another, another the... spot though. Another spot though to, to point out. And I haven't heard anything about this. I actually have heard nothing about OJ Howard at all. Um, Denver. Ooh. But what about Albert O? I I hope Denver doesn't sign anybody or draft anybody. I want Albert O to be the number one tight end. So that, so that way, when we do the co-own in 15 years' time, instead of the Logan Paulson fan club, it can turn into the Albert O fan club. Yes, exactly. We're members of multiple fan clubs here. Yeah. We, Albert we O, our... Logan Paulson, Bryson Hopkins. Yes. Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah, give me, give me more. Son God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in the fucking fan club. I'm his father, for Christ's sake. That's oh, my God. child. That is my child. Bless him. Yeah. So let's do these in groups, I guess. Um, the Falcons, Russell Gage and Cordero Patterson. Both go back to Atlanta. If the Jets didn't sign Tevin Coleman, I would have been interested to see what they would do. Like if they would like probe interest with Cordero Patterson. But now that they signed Tevin Coleman, that's out the window. I thought the Jets would have been a good spot for Raheem Mostert, actually. Well, you got who's, that connection. Who's, who's on this list? Yes. I you thought Raheem Mostert could have been a great, a great fit for the Jets. Just bring me all the 49ers, all the old 49ers. Yeah, I have a different spot though for for Mostert, but and he's on this list, so we'll get to Mostert in a minute. But yes, I think uh Patterson and Gage go back to Atlanta. Interesting. Very anticlimactic, I know. Yes. What about Rashad Penny? Uh, Rashad Penny, a very anticlimactic again, goes back to Seattle. Yeah. wonder what Seattle does at quarterback. I've heard they've checked in on Watson. But it's looking like it's a two-team race between Saints and the Panthers. Just because the Seattle does not have the three first-round picks to give Houston, which... New Orleans and Carolina do. And yeah. that is what they are going to give. The pack the starting package is, is three first round picks, and whatever comes with it comes with it. But that is starting package, and Seattle can't compete with that. True. Absolutely. So right now it's Drew Locke. Right now the starter for, for Seattle is Drew Locke. Which is unfortunate for for them. Don't think that lasts, but Drew Locke is Me the neither. starter for right now. And somebody that I know that you're going to say leaves because he needs to leave for our fantasy baby to flourish. And that is Melvin Gordon. I hope he leaves. I really do. Uh, I've heard Denver wants him back, though, which is why, though, very disheartening. Very, very, very disheartening. To be honest, there, there really aren't a ton of spots for uh melvin gordon to go to just because the running back market is just it's really really thin he's going to go to a team where he's going to be in a committee 
I actually kind of like him going back to the Chargers. Call, call me call me crazy, but I, something you know just kind of tells me that maybe Melvin Gordon could go back to the Chargers and do that one-two platoon again with Austin Eckler. In reverse, though. In reverse, yes. That's an interesting choice because I think that – he kind of left. Uh, he left L.A. or San Diego, or no? I think it was L.A. It was L.A. Time. It was L.A. Yeah, he le- he left L.A. on a kind of a bitter note, and I think that you know making things right with the Chargers and giving himself a chance to make it make a deep playoff run. Like you know, listen, he's not who he he's not the kind of player that the Chargers initially drafted that they expected him to be. But I think that he'd be good as a number two guy in in LA and especially like a fill-in for the inevitable Austin Eckler injury. Two other spots. I want to full three, three other spots that I wanted to point out. Um, If Fournette does not go back to Tampa, I could see Gordon in Tampa Bay with both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette free agents. No guarantees that they'll go back there, but I think Fournette will go back there. So Gordon Tampa could be a fit. There's no Fournette. Carolina, if Carolina does trade McCaffrey in any package for Deshaun Watson, which I have not heard a yes, I've not heard a no. Just want to put that out there. I've not heard yes or no in either direction. And other team, a bit more outside the box, the Philadelphia Eagles, just because of how Miles Sanders has been a little unreliable for them. Maybe Melvin Gordon can go in there and be a bit more of a consistent running back option there and they definitely do the split between Gordon and and Sanders. But to me they're very similar. So I don't know if the fit makes sense, but in terms of having a guy in there could be a bit more consistent and really be a force in the running game. Gordon make could make sense in Philadelphia. Yeah, but to to, to to me, to me the spot the spot unfortunately is him probably going back to to Denver because I this is in this that's inside unfortunately that Denver yeah. do really want him back, which sucks. And I, I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because Javante will just drop like a brick. What about Atlanta? If they don't bring back Cordero Patterson. They don't bring Cordero Patterson, yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad one. Not a bad one. Because like I'm trying to like rack my brain about teams that need running back help. And it's like it's not a long list, really. Yeah, no, it, there really aren't a lot of, you know, concrete openings. It's really, you know, it's really in platoon roles. Maybe maybe if Deshaun goes to New Orleans, maybe Gordon goes in there and does a platoon with Kamara. Gordon could be like the marking room. Oh, Latavius Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Running back running back though is really really hard to to project. I agree. I agree. Let's talk about your least favorite player in the NFL. Where do you think he's going? That's Marcus Mariota. New York Giants. They missed out. They missed out on Trubisky. Giants are going to need another veteran option behind Daniel Jones. I think Mariota's a great fit with the Giants. So you I'm said gonna... that so confidently. I thought that there was a deal in place. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Going back to Las Vegas makes some sense too. But for me, the one where he could end up being the starter at some point is going to the Giants. Yeah, but if he's a starter, I don't know. 
that then something must would have gone horribly wrong for the Giants if Marcus Mariota would be the starter. It's called Daniel Jones there. sucking, which he is which he has done for the last three years. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing, because Brian Dable isn't married to Daniel Jones. Uh-uh. No. Mariota could be the stock gap option to, to the next guy. Sign him, literally... two, sign him on a two-year deal. You pl- you have him as the backup this year. When Daniel Jones sucks, you bench him. You bring Mariota in. Daniel Jones leaves in the offseason. You have Mariota there to be the guy that started next year. And then you have Mariota be your bridge guy to the next guy, whoever that next guy is going to be. Yep. All right. Last but not least, Raheem Mostert. You missed one, Adam. Oh. Best for last. Oh. It wasn't intentional. Last. It wasn't intentional, but um, mm. best for last. Best for last. Well, uh, he's gonna I'll be save. hard to. He's gonna be hard to project. Uh oh. Uh, best for last. Uh, Mostert, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. Mostert runs a little committee with Rashad Penny. Okay. Bird. Yeah. Let's talk about Mr. Winston. Oh, wow. That was even, wasn't even the one I thought about. Uh, Jameis, for me, he goes back to New Orleans if Deshaun Watson does not go there. If it's not New Orleans then maybe Houston if they need a starter or a backup. Any team will need a, a proven backup would be a good spot for Jameis. But I'm going to say he goes back to New Orleans in the event that they don't get Sean Watson. Well, I think that Jameis wants to be a starter because I think he proved before his ACL injury that like, like he showed like teams that he could be good. Could he go to Indianapolis? Oh my God. I mean, I don't know what the hell Chris Ballard is waiting for. That would be interesting. Well, he, oh. maybe he, he all the dumbest thing I think any GM has done. Chris Bauer is going to uh, Nick Casario be like, "Hey, can we get Deshaun Watson?" What Idiotic. do you think? What did you Idiotic. think he was going to say? That would be like if Joe Douglas was like, "Hey, Bill, can we like trade for all of your good players?" Like, come on, yeah. It would be like the it would be like Brian Cashman going to the Red Sox and being like, "Hey, could we have uh, Xander Bogarts, uh, Raphael Devers, and uh, and Chris Sale, please?" Yeah, I mean, it would be like if Billy Upper was like, "Hey, Bryce Harper, we want Bryce Harper. What do you want for Bryce Harper?" Like that would Bag never happen. Bag of balls. I be a great trade. Adam, very disappointed. You you you've missed one. We already talked about Allen Robinson. Did we? Yeah. I didn't give a prediction for where he ends up. No, we did talk about landing spots, though, that you heard for Allen Robinson. Oh, well, I didn't give a prediction for where I think he ends up. Okay. Hopefully, please, God, have it be Kansas City. I would go, I would go nuts if it's Kansas City because my guy would be back. My guy would be so back. Allen Robinson's the fucking moon. To the fucking moon, Adam. If he goes to Kansas City, Allen Robinson is a number two, probably in the, Kansas City. The Patrick Mahomes, we catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. Oh, brother, it's true. Oh, oh my god, then him, we'll really and see. Offense, 
him in an offense with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, he would never see a double team again. Now, well, oh, in this in this scenario, we would see if Allen Robinson really has lost a step or oh. if he just was in a really terrible offense. Bless him. Bless that beautiful man. I love him. Where do I think he goes? I think he goes to Detroit. He goes to Detroit. I don't That's know how I feel about that. Well, it would basically be the deaths, the near deaths of two of my children. Amon Ra and Allen. They'd be on the same team, though. They would be on the same team. Brothers United. That would be an interesting play or an interesting signing just because Detroit is just maybe Detroit isn't like putrid awful next year. They're just mediocre. For as much slander as, as I do give Jared Goff, I give him a lot of slander. Give him a lot of slander. He 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 sucks. He sucks a lot. He's a lot like Andy Dalton. He produces good fantasy receivers. He did it with Amon Ross St. Brown. And he can do it with Allen Robinson. Yeah. On a team well, that should on... suck, and he'll be throwing the ball a lot. So if that's the case, Allen Robinson should be fairly reliable. And I'm very curious to see what the contract is that he gets. Very, very, very curious. Multi-year deal with the Lions, I'll cry. One-year deal with the Lions, I'll be thrilled. I don't know if Allen Robinson wants another one-year deal. Because he's like, I signed a one-year deal on the franchise tag, and I fucked up my value. Look, like he, he, may not, sign- he may not want a one-year deal, but that might be all he's being offered right now. Hence, why, he pre- hence why maybe he hasn't signed. And, then, and I, I also want to keep uh, another spot open for Robinson, New England. Oh, man. New England. They need a number one receiver. Look somewhere else. And Robinson. Oh, my God. Robinson and Mac Jones in that offense. Look somewhere else. <sighs> Oof. That'd be Don't just sign Al Robinson. Adam, you are a jinx. Because why didn't why did they sign Christian Kirk for a, a an exorbitant contract? You wax lyrical about Hunter Henry. He went to New England. Wax lyrical about Alan Robinson. He could he's also going, go to New England. He's not going to New England. Where well, where do you think he goes? Where do you think he goes? Anywhere but New England. I mean, Kansas City would be great. Would be a great destination. I'm telling you right now, if Allen Robinson goes to New goes to Kansas City, he will be a top 30 receiver for me, a hundred percent. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the team that lands Deshaun Watson, whether that's the Panthers or the Saints. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is the Panthers I haven't heard about, the Saints I have. I have that, that would be interesting. Where you have Allen really Robinson, interesting. Marquez Callaway and the remains of Michael Thomas. Yeah, and Kamara. And Kamara. Yeah. And, I mean, Michael Thomas would be motivated to play if it's Sean Watson there, which I think is I think is part of it. I think if you get Deshaun Watson with Michael Thomas, I mean, wow. Michael Thomas' value, I'm telling you right now, if Michael Thomas gets a full bill of health, and is catching passes from Deshaun Watson next year. What is going to happen to his price? 
Well, it is going like, to go through the roof. It'll be like it was when you dra- when you were considering drafting him number one overall. It won't be that high. Will it be near top twenty four? I would imagine so. I would I would imagine so. Which yeah. is a little scary. It is a little scary because Michael Thomas, legitimately, he could be in the David Johnson school of having one good year and then not doing anything. <laughs> David Johnson. Said that in a while. Felt no, nice. The so David nice. Johnson School of One-Year Wonders. Formerly oh, nice. known as the Rob Johnson School of One-Year Wonders. So, Adam, before we go, I did a little I did a little, little rankings update today. A little one. Not a lot. But I just, you know, moved some stuff around. Take a guess. Where do I have our good friend, Elijah? Kimmy, Kimmy. Boy. Elijah Moore. I believe that you should have him at number one in full point PPR. Adam, these are professional fantasy football ranks. This is I am not ranking them based off of who is number one in your heart. So it'll be Elijah Moore at number one, Braxton Barrows at number two, and Corey Davis at number 998. Well, this is my professional opinion. I think no, I think that Elijah Moore is I think you have him at 33. Higher or lower? Higher. I think you have him at 21. Higher. 15? Lower. 18? Higher. 16? Wide receiver 16. He could be very good. He'd be really, really good. And this isn't half PPR. Uh, This is actually standard. So I had to look my half PPR ranks. That was a massive boo on my part. Uh, my half PPR ranks, he is 18. 18 and a half. That's still good. He's a top 20 receiver. Yep. Yeah, he'll be a top 20 receiver. Listen, as long as he can stay healthy and get a full season of Zach Wilson, he's going to really light it up, I feel like. Take a guess now where DK Metcalf is after the Russell Wilson trade. 999. Way higher. Uh, 998. A little higher. A little little higher? Okay. I'm going to guess that DK Metcalf, you have, he's probably going to be a lot lower than I think that he is going to be. Do you have him at like 25? Nope. Higher. 13 lower 16 or 16. Yeah. 16. Yep. Wide receiver 16 for me. And where do I have Tyler Lockett now? I don't know why you're asking me all these questions, but you're right. This is my last one. My last one. And then we're done. Okay. Tyler Lockett. I think, well, it's interesting because take I personal think he, feeling into consideration. 999. <laughs> Where do you actually have him? Uh, 32. Okay. 32. 32. That's in half. 
I think if Russ was there, then Lockett would be a top 25 receiver. I know where I had Lockett before the trade. Lockett was 23 yeah. before the trade. DK, DK was wide receiver 13. It's a little different. Yeah. Much different. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me, give me more. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I I just don't sing that song. I only sing that song when I come on here, Adam. You gotta be having fun, for fuck's sake. Again, I'm a man of the people. I'm a big time cursor. I understand. Fuck that fuck. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time. Give me, give me more, give me more, give me, give me. Bye, bye.